Welcome to Comics Experiment. This is the new version of it. It's going to be like a late-night PBS talk show. The experiment is seeing how long he can talk quietly. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Comics Experiment right here at the Comic Story and Podcast Network. Streamed every Thursday at about 2, 3 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Comic It's then uploaded to Spotify and all your favorite podcast locations as the Comics Experiment. And then it goes to YouTube on Saturdays. This is the show where I sit down with Dan and... Where's Andy? I don't know. Ah, but I sit down with two people to, to, traditionally to discuss things that are like fun philosophies or ideas or what ifs or just list discussions about your favorite comic book stuff that's currently in the pop culture world. But we wanted to change it. You see, we took a break for two weeks so that we could kind of get those creative juices flowing. And there was a lot of juices and there was a lot of flowing, but creatively, we were kind of bankrupt. So we ended up getting... <laughs> You okay there, Dan? Uh, yes. No, totally. <laughs> Talk about our overflowing juices, please. <laughs> but we've come up with a good idea, I think, and a good direction to take Comics Experiment. This show has been going on, if you look at the original iteration, uh, it's been going on for like three years. So we needed a break. We needed to think about some things, and we've come up with a way to do that. And today, we're going to be doing the new format. The new format is going to be real simple. It's going to be us discussing a couple of the topical things, then our commercial break, then the actual topic. We're going to try to organize Comics Experiment. Only took us three years to realize this is the job we're doing. And it'll only take three episodes to realize that we can't fully do this. Oh, but today's episode is brought to you by two of our sponsors, G Fuel. Use the code COMICS at checkout. I'm currently drinking. Hold on, Huey gave me this one. Nemesis tea. How do we still have Nemesis tea? Because you bought like six gallons. <laughs> uh, and our other sponsor of the day, which is Honey, where you can go to joinhoney.com slash experiment to get honey for free, and it helps you save money on your online shopping. Yes. Uh, now, so for those of you guys who are wondering, Andy will be back in theory next week or the week after. Just some stuff came up. He had to take off. He's not in the state right now. Um, but Dan and I today are going to talk about the Tom Holland telling us that multiverse is not a thing. We're going to talk about the kind of the ending of Future State and Dan's opinions, because I think you and I are probably some of the only people that have read every comic. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Sadly. Uh, I and mean, then, yes, definitely. <laughs> and then I'm going to tell you my experience writing an issue of a comic. Uh, how I got there, what ended up happening, what the pitch phase was, the whole nine yards. If those those of you guys who don't know, I wrote the comic, uh, the backup in the comic Bloodshot number 12, which is coming out on March 10th, and you have until Monday from the time of recording this to pre-order it, and if you could, I would greatly appreciate that. Um, so yes, today we're going to talk about the Tom Holland news, we're going to talk about uh, Future State... <laughs> Bloodshot writing the comic, and then Dan and I are going to tell you about a direction we're taking the Patreon because it does directly relate to you, our podcast listeners and watchers. That, that's you. And hang out, people. If you can hear this, that's you. That's you. That's, that's one of you. If you can hear this and that's not you, I don't know how you're hearing this right now. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Um, I fear for the future, according to our chat, but Dan... Let's talk about the Tom Holland thing. Have you heard? Have, you, have I told you the news? Uh, why don't you tell me again for their sake? Nah, you must I already totally, know it. Let's start I talking totally about it. it. <laughs> Tom Holland in an interview stated that Andrew Garfield and uh, the other guy, Tobey Maguire, the good one, uh, they, <laughs> they are not on set. And if they are on set, it's the greatest secret that no one's ever told him. 
Honestly, I think it's the greatest secret that no one's ever told him because he is incapable of keeping a secret. Yes, I 100% agree. I think that this is kind of like the whole Darth Vader thing that no one on the set actually knew about uh, Darth Vader being Luke's father. No one knew that. I have a feeling that this is going to be that case with Tom Holland. And then at like the premiere, he's going to show up and be like, wait, what the hell? No, they're just not going to tell him <laughs> so that he doesn't spoil it. And then the big scene where all the Spider-Men come together, his facial reaction will be real. Yes. Actually, <laughs> I would not be surprised if that's what it ended up being. Because, yeah, no, Tom Holland, it's kind of like uh, Mark Ruffalo as well, where they have trouble keeping secrets sometimes. Yes. And it's always been a fun thing of like, is it legit? Mm-hmm. Like, can they just not keep secrets? Right. I'm terrible about anything I get excited about. So I could see that being the actual case. Like Dan's in Dan's in our D and D game, yeah. And you don't get, I don't spoil too much for you, but Huey gets a lot of behind the scenes stuff. Is that yeah. my brain is formulating all the because he's here all day and I'm like Huey, Huey, Huey. What what if I were to say what what if like a, a big villain were to show up um and he was like unstoppable? Uh, not saying it's gonna happen, but what would be more terrifying? <laughs> You're like expressive, <laughs> Benny. <laughs> uh, a lot of energy with that G fuel. Yeah, comics. Um, so I actually think this is him just trying to throw people off the track. I think it, I think it's, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if this was Tom Holland going, I can't spoil this. So I will say the exact opposite <laughs> so that I will be the one who's doing it. Cause yeah, I, th- I think that's most likely what the situation is. I mean, I'd love for all of these rumors and hoopla to be fake just because of how Based much everyone's leaned into right. all of them. But I, at this point, too many leaks have happened. Yeah. There's been talks about like, oh, the Uber Eats guy met Andrew Garfield at his hotel. And like too many things have yeah. come out that this is either one very rumor that has gone way so far that it's, it's unbelievable mm-hmm. or legitimately he, they finally got him to not reveal something. Yeah. It's, it's one or the other, but I, I have a strong feeling that they are going to be in the movie. Yes. No, I agree. Cause no. isn't this also... This Spider-Man uh, comes out after Multiverse Madness or before? Has our clockwork, Dan? Comes out before. <laughs> oh, hey, look! I can see the time I now. I don't even. I don't even know. Okay. <clears throat> see, Dan, this is why I told you yesterday. I don't know what I would do without you. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's the current news on the Tom Holland situation. I saw the tweet making its rounds. It's funny because it's not making nearly as many rounds as Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are in the in the movie. It's because everyone's like, nah, no, we don't believe it, Tom. Fake news. <laughs> oh, for the, was this an interview with Fox News? <laughs> oh goodness. Um, okay, so the second thing we wanted to talk about is now that Future State is pretty much coming to its ending. We issue two was the ending for a lot of series. The ones that mm-hmm. are on going to four issues will be wrapping up over the next week or two. Yep. I'd say we're far enough in to discuss this overall future state situation. Yeah. Let's just say I'm glad it's not the future. Yeah, like, so I was talking about- Actually, you know what? That's not actually the case because I feel like a lot of these stories, if they were not crunched into one to two issues, I think they could have been interesting. Right. So that's that's one thing that I noticed about them. Like the next Batman is a great example. Mm-hmm. The I dark find detective. Or no, no, no. The uh, next, the Batman, next Batman. Batman. The actual okay. next Batman. I find it boring as hell. I love the yeah. backup, so I'm reading it. I love the concept of Tim, so I'm reading it. Jace. Jace. I don't even. Tim. Jace. 
Fox. Whatever. They're, they're probably going with the Jays thing so they like because initially they don't want two Tims. It was something like that, but I know in, I believe, Justice League, they specifically say Jace. Tim, yeah. Jace, Fox. And I was right. like, okay, there's the... It's probably to help you know, separate the two of them. Yep. But I find that one super incredibly boring. But the way it's structured, you can tell that this was not meant to be a what if fun story. Yeah. It was meant to be the first arc of an ongoing Batman book. The way it's structured, the way it's paced, mm -hmm. it's, not, it's not meant to be a four-issue story. No. And I feel like that's part of the problem here. The way that this started right now, if this was the new DC... I'd be reading the Batman book. I'd be reading probably the Suicide Squad book. Yeah. And I'd probably be reading the Wonder Woman book. And Wonder the rest Woman, of it definitely. Yeah. I will I will include in there though Aquaman. That, Aquaman, that one's good. I like Aquaman. I really yeah. liked Aquaman. But the problem is, and I think here's the issue I'm having with it. New 52 was a big re reboot. And everyone was like, new number ones. Great time to jump in. New origins, new characters, mm -hmm. old characters coming back. All of it's going to be great. Even though that was a lie about half the characters. That was the pitch. Mm -hmm. So everyone jumped on board for the relaunch of DC Comics. And I feel like this this was 5G because it feels like they were attempting to do that, but without without it really being a real matter. Everyone was all worried that, oh, all of our old super Batman's gone, Superman's gone. No. It, like if you if this was 5G, yes, we had Tim Jace Fox, mm -hmm. but we had Bruce Wayne running around. Red Hood was running around, Nightwing was running around. Like yep. We didn't replace... Tim Drake was running around. And yeah, no, everyone's around. We just added to the mythos. Aqua Woman is talking to Aquaman. Like, it's not like when Marvel did their all new, all new, all different Marvel and they just replaced the entire line. This is like a totally different approach to it. Mm -hmm. And I think it would have been okay. And that's my problem. Mm -hmm. If you want me to be excited about the direction a comic book franchise is taking, me going, it's okay, should not be your response. Yeah. <laughs> No, definitely. That and like the, I think they really shot themselves in the foot where they're like, it's coming out, but it's not going to stick around and it's not going to matter. But some of it is. So then you're like, well, what, what, is, what does that even mean? Exactly. It's them going, hey, you, you probably don't need to read this. And it's like, why would you do that with your own stuff? It's, so. it's weird. It's interesting. Uh, a lot of the stories feel like good ideas that are being condensed into a shitty mm -hmm. event. Like, I liked the idea of the magistrate taking over Gotham with a neo-future kind of thing and how they're taking it out, but it's going to be done in, like, an issue or two. Yeah. And it's not going to line up well, and it's going to... I got in a huge argument, and I was having so much fun doing it. For the record, guys, if you ever catch me on the YouTube channel and I respond to you arguing, it's because I want you to fight back. <laughs> it is called trolling. I never... Because if, if we have troll comments all the time. Mm -hmm. And if it's a really just shitty comment, a lot of times I'll either hide them from the channel or remove them. I'll tell you straight out, I would do that. If I'm responding, you didn't egg me on. To, you got me to... You, I want to fight with you. Mm -hmm. Same thing on Twitter. I'm bored. <laughs> that, he's not lying. Sometimes it, I'll just see Benny like sitting on the couch like, uh, oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Like, did you see what this guy said? Oh, I'm going to tear him a new one. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but we got to, I forget where I was going with that, but there was a comment that led to something. Something future state related? Mm, I don't remember now. <laughs> Clearly it was that interesting. Um, oh, no, no, no. It was, uh, I know I know what led into it. And I, remember, I remember the comment, which led me into the saying, I, I was arguing for fun back with this person. And now I can't remember what the comment was couldn't tell you i know because you don't know what i was telling no. story-wise <laughs> I, 
I don't, at this point, I don't, I'm as confused as you guys. I don't even know. <laughs> anyway, I will drop that. I don't even know where I was going with that because I can't remember the comment. I'll remember it in like five minutes. Don't worry. <laughs> Middle it's, of it, our next conversation. It's the equivalent of like walking into the kitchen and going, what did I come in here for? Oh, yeah. I do that all the time. <laughs> I leave my office. That's because you're it's, stoned. No. Well, <laughs> not always, but... <laughs> you okay? And on to the next, on to the next thing, on to the next thing. Okay. Do you guys like that? Just me and Dan's getting a little more intimate over here. I don't yeah, know. this is <laughs> this is different. This I is don't weird. Even know what's going on. We need Andy. We need that third person we to get do. us back on track. <laughs> anyway, back to the topic on hand. Uh, future state. Mm-hmm. It's not terrible, but I don't think it's good. Most of the stories are forgettable. This entire event is going to be forgotten in about a year. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's going to turn into DCU, which for those of you who don't remember, because it was forgettable. It was a six-month period where DC tried to do this whole continuity doesn't matter. Just tell stories. And they got rid of Superman's powers. They changed out Batman. They changed mm-hmm. everything up. It didn't wasn't well-received. They just for, pretend it didn't happen. Yeah. And I feel like DCU is not going to be like eradicated like... I mean, I, I, I feel like uh, Future State is not going to be eradicated like DCU was. Right. But I do feel like it's going to be just kind of, yeah, that happened. I think uh, I think Future State would have been done better if it was more <clears throat> like Earth 2 style, where it was very clearly not main continuity, but we were still getting our normal comics. Yeah. People, like, it was one of those ones where you go, okay, I accept the fact that this is all different because it does not mean the things that I enjoyed are gone. Right, and I think that's why it's going to be just forgotten. Yeah. Because the only response I've even seen in our comments right now has been generally, this is fun, or I'll see you in March. Yeah. (laughs) No, that's exactly what it's been. And And too many of them also have overlapping characters, I feel, and that it, one, creates confusion, and two, kind of splits your interest in a lot of things by the way if you're interested in the new wonder woman get her book not the ones where she's paired with people you're welcome i don't think she's bad in justice league but superman wonder woman seems like a totally different yard of that was yeah i mean that one was cool because we got to see her gods like her sun and moon god but besides that it was not as good as her going to hell which was pretty sweet. I liked that one. Her riding the Cerberus. This, like, riding the Cerberus. Like the, the little The artwork was girl. incredible. Her friends were incredible. The art was beautiful. Actually, I will say Immortal Wonder Woman, the artwork in that. Oh. I didn't like Immortal Wonder Woman. The story oh, just no, the was. The story was meh, but the artwork. Okay. All right. So, all right. I mean, that's that's the sad part about Future State. I'm hoping Infinite Frontier is going to be more interesting. If you've been noticing on the channel, we aren't even doing that much DC. And it's not because I don't want to. It's be- Here's the problem with them going all in on an event like this. If we're not fully on board, I, what do you want me to cover? And if it's not really an event. Yeah. Because, like, that's the other thing is, is it, there's there's not an overarching, oh, uh, the only overarching thing is the Gotham being a like run by the magistrate, but at the end of the day, that's not an event. That's a new status quo. Yeah, well, that, that's what it feels like it was supposed to be. Yeah, I feel like we're gonna get rush out the ending of who is zero one and who is the magistrate like in the next week or two. Yeah, it's Ghostmaker. Is it Ghostmaker? I can. I. That's my guess. Is my guess is my, the only theory he that I'm enjoying. Said, you know what, Bruce, you're not doing this right. I'm gonna take over. That's why he also killed killed bruce wayne but see here's 
because of the fact that it feels like Bruce... Oh, that was that was it! I get back to what the argument was! Okay, so anyway, this guy decided to argue, because I said at the end of one of the comics, that the timeline didn't line up. Correct. Because 2025 Gotham does not line up with 2027 Dark Detective Gotham. Right. Because the only way that would work is if Bruce Wayne went into a coma and forgot everything that happened in 2025, because Catwoman has found him on a train, meaning he's a part of 2025. Right. So I said, I was like, it doesn't really line up. This is what it's supposed to be though. And the response was, it lines up perfectly. You just don't, you don't get, you don't get it. <laughs> and I responded to that comment, like in a huge argument, like, no, it really doesn't. Cause why would Bruce Wayne not for, not remember anything that happened for four years? Cause he gets, loses his memory and everything in 2023, 2025, they find him 2027 dark detectives happening. Fun fact, actually in 2025, they didn't find Bruce Wayne. They found Tommy, Thomas Elliot with his face changed to look like Bruce Wayne. And you'll find That's, more We're going to find that out next week. Future State Hush. I don't fucking <laughs> know anymore. That's, um, and I said yeah. they, they still can line it up at the ending, but my argument was that it doesn't line up. Mm -hmm. Now, using that logic, without going into the whole comment discussion, uh, using that logic, we could zero one could still be Red Hood, which was the running theory until his book dropped. Yeah. But since the timeline's all wishy, what's it? Timey, wimey, wobbly, bobbly. What's the, what's the line? I'm not stopping you. You keep going. You're timey, wimey, wobbly, bobbly, bibbly, boop. <laughs> and know what's um, going we could just say, oh, yeah, it's also Red Hood. Mm -hmm. Andy's over here. <laughs> right. I feel like a lot of these also, because they came out at the same time, created problems because the Teen Titans future state ended in a way that you're like, okay, now Shazam makes sense. I guess like now it, it they like partially well, yeah, explain then the flash and teen Titans. <laughs> they're doing their own thing. Man. Exactly. Which I'm still surprised the future state flash was just them going, Hey, we're going to tell another flash story instead of going, Hey, you know, that new flash we just made. I'm surprised they didn't even do that as like a backup. Yeah. They didn't even bring over. They made a big deal about this non-binary flash and how she, they are going to be a part of the new mm -hmm. infinite frontier run. And this new Flash barely is a footnote in the entire thing. Yeah. Their whole purpose was to call Andy princess. That's literally all they've done. They didn't even tackle the non-binary thing. That I will I will say, actually, I'm glad they didn't. I'm glad no, no, they I, just made it a... That's what no, it but is. what I'm saying is I'm glad that they didn't and they just made it normalized. I'm actually happy with that. Mm -hmm. But if they're not going to have an adventure and they're not going to do a Flash thing and you're going to promote this new Flash as a part of the DC universe... You're not doing anything with them. Yeah. You're not tackling the non-binary. You're not tackling a Flash story. You're not mm -hmm. tackling anything. You literally just created another Flash. Yeah. Which that uses gender pronouns they them. I and they do nothing. <laughs> like I feel like it would have been a perfect backup story to kind of explain how this different multiverse Flash arrived here, so that the, they can then go, hey, we showed you how they did it. Well, they're in the main universe. Apparently it happened in the Christmas issue, how they got here. But I would have loved to have had like a backup story about don't them being a part of the universe. Don't put important things in holiday specials. I'm just, I wish that, I no, wish that's... the Flash did have a backup that was focused on this new Flash. Yes. So we could find out who they are. Mm -hmm. What is their motivation? Why are they here? Are they just Bart? Are they not Bart? Right. What are they doing? It's Bart or... Oh, what does that mean? No, like, there's so many questions I have about who this new Flash is. Right. And they're... Sole purpose has been, they are not Barry Allen. Don't expect them to be a crime scene investigator, which I also find stupid because if this Justice League is just meeting up briefly, the new Batman or the new, it was the new Superman, somebody's just like, oh, I confused you with, with Barry, my bad. 
Yeah. Like, what? And like the only thing, the only thing we have about their personality is that they are non-binary. They're attracted to Andy, and they're not CSI. That is all we have about that character right now. Yeah. But they made a big deal that they were introducing them into the universe. Yara Flora also was made into a big deal, and she is in three comics. She has a solo book. She is getting a backstory. She's getting properly introduced into the universe. Yeah. But this other Flash, this other character, the one that was supposed to be a big deal, a with big... a cool costume. I, right. I really liked the new Flash. Costume. Yeah, but why? No, Duke got explanations. They made a big deal about Duke, explained him, and then no one liked him. So he got pushed to the side. Uh, but yeah. this Flash isn't even getting a chance to run. Ah, get it? Get it. Okay. I'm not and giving it- you that. <laughs> you of all people. I know. And you shut down mine. <laughs> Payback's a bitch. That's, now you just made it awkward. So how are you? I win the awkward game. Anyway, that's my big problem with this event. Uh, it's a lot of cool ideas, but they're not being fleshed out properly. Mm-hmm. And they're not keeping to their own timeline. They're kind of like willy-nilly creating the timeline. I feel like the only reason we even have a timeline is that the backlash they got from the New 52 and DCU, I think they're just like, okay, okay, make a loose one. Right. It kind of works this way. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. That's pretty much future state. So, I believe... Uh, you know, I believe there would be one way, though, that the new Flash could enter our multiverse. Is it by finding a, an amazing way to get savings? Yes, thanks to Honey and their savings discount on this portal. Today's podcast is sponsored by Honey. Honey is a free browser extension that is designed to save you money. Honey automatically scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best ones that it finds to your cart to save you money. Honey supports over 30,000 stores online ranging from tech and gaming products to popular fashion brands and even food delivery. Honey has helped 17 million members save more than $2 billion. Just click the apply coupons button on the extension at checkout and watch the savings roll in. I've been using Honey every time that I shop online. Honey helped me save on my recent Walmart order by getting me free shipping. If you don't already have Honey, you could straight up be missing out on free savings. It's literally free and it installs in a few seconds. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid in supporting this podcast. Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash experiment. That's joinhoney.com slash experiment. Thanks, Honey, for supporting today's episode. We can do the segues better without Andy. But we're never on topic without Andy. It's a double-edged sword. <laughs> and I closed the bottle. You're welcome. Thanks, honey. All right, guys. Uh, this time, I wanted to do the rest of this episode talking about my experience writing a comic. Um, sadly, Dan's not going to have much to interject, but interject where you can, buddy. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for the interjection. You're welcome. Uh, and then we're going to discuss the changes coming to Patreon and how mm-hmm. if you want to participate more in this podcast in like four other podcasts and our D&D games, this is how you can become a part of the discussion and what we're doing. We'll talk about that at the end of the episode because we are trying to jump up support over on the Patreon because YouTube sucks. Anyway. <laughs> yes. That's anyway. the best way to say it. Yeah, it's the best way to say it. So, okay. Um, I guess I should start. Where should I start? Just where it all began when I wanted to write a comic? Yeah, tell us about uh, kind of what started this whole adventure. Okay. So, because this was like three years ago, right? Back when I was seven years old, I remember. No. I, I yes. doubt anyone remembers, but I put out a tweet in a post that stated that I was going to be stepping away from Comic Storian for a little while, cutting the schedule way down because I was going to follow a dream. And I never followed up on that. 
So the dream was I wanted to write a comic finally. Mm -hmm. The problem I was having, and this is what a lot of you do, is once you sit down and you go, I want to write a comic, the next question then goes, okay, well, what now? Mm -hmm. Do I write the comic? Do I find the artist? Do I find a publisher? Do I pitch an idea? Where do I go from here? Yeah. Now, the big thing I didn't want to do, because this is back when Comic Store is far more popular than we are now. We, we were like, we were getting bank views. Everything was great. This is during like the heyday of Avengers and everything. Can we please have another end game? Our business would love it. Mm. Anyway. <laughs> the Ender game. Wait. No, never mind. The Enderman game? Yeah, I was going to say. Algorithm Heaven. There we go. There we go. We just put Minecraft in the Marvel Universe. Yeah, so the channel was doing amazing. And the, my concern was that I would get a writing gig based on me being comic story. Right. Because this is also back when it was mostly just me as the face. I always treated Comic Storian as a business and I'm just a part of that business. Mm -hmm. But everyone has always treated me as Comic Storian. And this was a lot more evident back then. Dan wasn't recording audios. Mm -hmm. We weren't really doing that many podcasts on the channel. Every podcast that I was a part of was off the channel. I think Weekly Poll was still around at the time. I believe so. Yeah. So like, not, it, like there was no way to differentiate me from Comic Storian at the time. And I wanted to write a comic book. So... The initial idea I had was that I would write an indie book. Because if you look in the way a lot of writers get off the ground, they do something first as a portfolio. Using that portfolio, they then go into the big comics. Mm -hmm. uh, the only portfolio that I have under my name right now is an official writing credit is a book that Dan and I wrote, which you don't hear us talk about because it wasn't edited. It, whether it's a confusion on my part or it was a confusion on the publisher's part, it, we were we were in that whole YouTuber book writing circle. We were told that they were going to have an editor look at it before they printed it, and that's why we did not hire an editor to look at it right. before it was printed. That was not the case, and so now it, it was kind of like a... More of a blemish awkward. than a part of our portfolio yeah. building. Yeah. There's a reason I don't mention it. Like I'm proud that we did it. I think we did a great job yeah. with no, what I we did. We did our, a great job. They came at us and they said, hey, do you guys want to write a book? And I said, I don't have time to write a book. And I said, well, actually, I could sit down with Dan and Jason, because Jason at the time was doing stuff with us as well at mm -hmm. my local comic book store. I was like, we could just write a book together. Right. And like more like look at, because the whole point of the book was the, how far comic book movies have come. Yeah, And so we wanted to watch all the crappy movies and give our opinions on it and how they linked into the overall picture. And we wrote it up as best we could. Um, and we were going to give it to an editor and the publishing house wanted it two weeks early-ish. And I remember stating, I don't have an editor. And they said, we'll have a look at it. And I don't know what the confusion was on my part or on their part. But what ended right. up happening was they published our rough draft. Pretty much. Yes. And it's basically what ended up happening at the end of the day. So we promoted it, we pushed it, but at the same time, it was something that we weren't entirely proud of because it wasn't the final version. Yeah. It wasn't what we intended it to be. It was kind of like uh, if we wrote Future State. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. Low blow, low blow. So when I wanted to write a comic, my only writing credit was this book. So my idea was I'll write a comic, but then that also led to a series of other questions. If I write this comic book idea, do I have time? And if I don't have time, then what am I going to start a project and leave it hanging? And I don't like ever starting projects and leaving them hanging. I like to either shut them down or move on or continue with them. Yeah. And so I didn't know what to do. And so the first thing I did was I came up with my pitch for my comic book idea. And it's, I came up with a basic one that I could work with. Um, and I didn't want to give too much away in the pitches. And I don't know if the idea itself wasn't sound or if the pitches weren't sound. But the idea, the basic idea was I wanted to take the concepts of, so basically I wanted to write a superhero story, but I didn't want to write a superhero story. 
And I don't even fully remember it all now, the way it was. But the, the general idea was that a vigilante Batman-type character was teamed up with a Superman-type character. And the Superman-type character was basically going to kill the Batman-type character in the beginning because he was tired of the fame that the other guy was getting. It was like the two of them going at it because one was more famous than the other, but one right. was doing more good. Almost like a Homelander, which is weird because I never, I to this day have not read the boys' comic. <laughs> yeah, which is funny because now, now that I think, now that the boys is out, a lot of my ideas are very boys-like. And until the show came out, I didn't even know what the comic was about. <laughs> that's, that's pretty great, actually. That's pretty funny. Because like that's the kind of the characters they were, but instead of like the Batman type character also being evil, he was actually going to be kind of good. When he got killed by the, the Superman Homelander type character, mm -hmm. the story was then going to follow his journey through the nine levels of Dante's Inferno, through hell. And every tier was going to reveal he wasn't the good guy he thought he was. Hmm. Like it would all reveal why he's in hell until he gets to the ending where he realized the whole thing was a betrayal because his attitude was not that of a hero, but of a villain. That's really interesting. Yeah, and I had a whole fleshed out. I had fleshed out what each one of the tiers, uh, levels of hell were going to be. And I had like a whole outline for this whole thing. So my idea was basically a Batman-type character crawling through hell, discovering he, in fact, is not the hero that he thinks he is. And I wanted to really portray him like he thought he was the hero. It yeah. wasn't going to be like, we all think he's evil, because you wouldn't see enough of him in the real world to get the overall vibe right away. You would just see what you think is the villain killing him, and that's the end of that. Um... So that was my concept, and I pitched it to the contacts I had at DC, I pitched it to Marvel, I pitched it to Image, and I eventually sat down with the guys at Valiant, and they weren't picking up independent books, but I was friends with them. Yeah. So I was like, hey, this is my idea for a comic, and like I said, I don't know if the idea in the end, just the way I was pitching it wasn't working, or if the idea wasn't flat. I don't remember. It was like four or five years ago at this point, and it never got off the ground. Um, and what ended up happening was, Valiant then responded to me with, well, because I also expressed when I was talking to my friends at Valiant, my concern was if I ever did get this off the ground or something, I'm now locked into a contract to write a lot of comics. Right. Like what if, let's say, Image said, yeah, we'll take it, but we want six issues. And I'm like, well, I only got four. Mm -hmm. Well, now I got to figure out two more. You know what I mean? And then what if it does do well? What do I do with it then? Or what if I get picked up to do something else? Like this could be a totally different path on career-wise. And at the time, Comic Storian was doing amazing. Yeah. Like we were just like, we're, we're expanding. We're doing more. We were launching other channels. And I'm like, I don't want to go away from that. It's the reason why I never used my uh, GI Bill. I still tend to have a GI Bill from the Army. I was going to use it to get my pilot's license out here because I already have two other degrees. Signed up for the whole project and comic story started picking up steam mm -hmm. and I just put it on hold. Yeah. So I, it, at this time I was still 100% into, I need to do comic story in until I have enough money to move on to the next thing I want to do. Uh, so I was really iffy on what to do with the whole project. And my friends over at Valiant at the time, they were like, well, if you don't want to be fully committed, but you want to start getting writing credits to build a portfolio that is not a book that was released as a rough draft. How about you write a backup? And I'm like, well, what do you want? And they're like, well, you're known for explaining comics. Bloodshot is about to do a relaunch. This is three, four years ago. So that tells you <laughs> we've gone full circle. Is doing it again. <laughs> Why don't you recap everything for Bloodshot up to now? You can, you can lay out the story, how you want to tell it. You can lay out the panels, how you want to tell it. We'll link you up with one of our best artists. We'll pay for the pages. We'll pay you for the pages. We'll make it into a backup. And it can be anywhere from two pages to like six pages, I think it was, or something like that was the original pitch they gave to me. Mm -hmm. And they're like, and you'll be beholden to nothing. 
And, and as friends, they were like, and if it sucks, we can just chuck it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is fair. Yeah, no, I, like, because we were friends. It was more friendly at that point. And I'm like, I'm not against it. So I sent over some writing credits. I explained it was a rough draft, things like that. Um, and we sat down and we started working on this bloodshot backup. Uh, and this is where my experience of the comic book industry kind of soured me to the comic book industry. Mm. So I put comic story in on like a hard hold. We did just enough videos so that it, you know we wouldn't lose money, but we didn't do any promotion. We didn't do any additional appearances, nothing. And I spent two weeks sitting down, writing up the script, sending it over to the editor, getting it back, rewriting the script, sending it over to the editor, sending it back, rewriting the script, sending it to the editor, waiting three days, mm -hmm. getting it back. You know what I mean? Like, and we would go back and forth and it was it, in, I think what irritated me. And I know that I was just some like footnote of what they were trying to do at the time. Cause as we all know now, this was right before the, without going into the whole thing, uh, DMG came through and they kind of swapped out the whole staff of Valiant. Yeah. So at the time I didn't know that they were all getting swapped out. Uh, so, but they were delaying getting back to me. So I'm taking time off my primary job to sit down and write this comic so that I can get it done and get back to work and I'm just sitting around waiting for responses. Yeah. Which was, it was annoying. It was irritating to me because also building this entire business over here, I'm kind of used to setting my own schedule, doing what I want to do and right. then yelling at Dan because he forgot something. That's like, exactly what it would be. But that's what I'm used to, right? Like, <laughs> It's fair. There's always a good chance I'm going to forget something. Right. Always. <laughs> You're not the only one. But I'm used something. to I'm used to being the one waiting on people. Yes. Not used to waiting. So I mean I was I'm still kind of full of myself, but <laughs> kinda. So we go through the whole process um and we whittled it down to the bare bone lines. Uh I had made it a lot more descriptive and we decided to transition a lot of that to visual storytelling instead of descriptive storytelling. It was like, okay, well, instead of this line, what if you put that into what you want on the panel? Mm -hmm. The panel can show it. You know what I mean? Right. So we did all of that. It got sent over, and then it was like a two-month period of it just going dark. Never heard anything about it. And then out of the blue, I get back these fully penciled out pages. <laughs> That's right. I remember that. Yeah, and it was like, <clears throat> this is really cool. Yeah. I, like It was like, a, this is finally happening. Yeah, and thing. then they sent back the fully colored pages. And then DMG swapped out the entire staff, and it got put on a shelf. <laughs> in someone's office that was like I don't even know what that shelf is for yeah so I'm gonna leave it so it just got shelved in its entirety this is like 2016 2017 so all that work all that time off I got the check but the whole point of the project never came to fruition and I followed up a couple times hey guys hey uh, anything gonna happen with this and then as they swapped out the staff it was like nothing's gonna happen with this it's just shelved talking to a lot of other comic writers this is apparently common Mm -hmm. They'll write an entire project and it just gets shelved and disappears. And I'm like, that. the pay wasn't that great. Like, mm -hmm. if this was my full-time career and I'm doing multiple comics, you could definitely live off of this. Right. But if this is a, Benny's doing it as a part-time gig and writing a four-page thing every six months, I ain't living off of this. Right. <laughs> uh, plus, I mean, I was a no-name writer, so I wasn't exactly getting big, pay, big page amounts. You know what yeah. I mean? It was whatever. Um, so for what I had done, the pay wasn't that great. And I guess I'm understandable. I know there's full-time gigs for this. Uh, the hassle was through the roof. The amount of work we didn't get done over on the other projects was kind of huge at the time. 
And I, at the end of the whole thing, when they shelved the project, I was like, I'm not doing this. I don't want to deal with the industry on that level. Right. I like being the more journalist, recap, chatty guy instead of the writer who is got to write 50 billion pages a, week, a month to make ends meet. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I'm not that guy. Um, and so that was it. That was the end of it. And so Dan and I, at one point, sat down and went, because remember the rants we were doing uh, like in December before YouTube decided that you can only do one type of content or we're going to kill your channel? Yeah. If you're wondering what happened to the rants, the verses, the histories of, uh, YouTube. YouTube. <laughs> YouTube literally said, if you do one type of content, you'll be okay. They've also said that if you do, they all have to be the exact same length. So that's why we're doing longer videos because it matches up with the full story videos, which means that they're all getting recommended finally. But that's different rant for a different day. So, but way back at the beginning of 2020, when the rants were first kind of coming onto the channel, we wrote up a bunch of ideas because the idea with the original rants at the beginning of 2020 was that every week we'd have something. Yeah. It'd be a rant about a comic, a rant about a TV show. And then Dan and I sat down and wrote up, here's backup ideas that we can use that are more evergreen, like mm -hmm. that I can rant about them anytime. Um, and one of those was, I wrote a comic and I hated it. <laughs> Apparently so did they. <laughs> and so that's yeah. set on that board forever. Well, as 2020 rolled in and we were trying to find, comics got canceled, which kind of put a huge damper on our rant plans of every week doing a comic or a TV yeah. show because none of them are happening. I went through that list and I was like, okay, I wrote a comic. I should probably, because I don't know what NDAs are on this comic, I should probably at the bare minimum send over an email to whatever contact we have at Valiant and make them aware of my intentions. That mm -hmm. was my plan. I was like, uh, for, just from a legal standpoint, I'll say I sent the letter off. I'll send the letter off and expect no response and we're going to make the video. Right. So around the beginning of 2020, I sent the letter off. And I was like, hey, which... I mean, I don't, he, he's on Twitter, Greg. Yeah. Cause Greg is the only content we had at Valiant at the time. Great guy for the yeah, record. Great guy. Great guy. I was like, Hey Greg, I wrote a comic for you guys like three or four years ago and it got shelved and never released. I'd like to make a video about my writing experience and I won't go in depth into Valiant and your shift and changeover and all that. I won't even talk about any of that stuff. Um, even though we just did. Oh, we just mentioned it happened. People can look that up. <laughs> no, I know. I'm, I'm not going to go into any of the behind the scenes or personal opinions, which yeah. I still won't because I'm friends with current Valiant. I'm friends with old Valiant. So I'm just, I'm middle, I'm, I'm France. I'm middleman on this whole thing. <laughs> Switzerland. Switzerland. That's there. Yeah, yeah. I'm Switzerland. Uh, I was like, I won't even talk about any of that. I want to talk about my experience writing a comic and just how frustrated I was that it didn't get released and why I don't write comics now. Because mm -hmm. I do get requested once in a while, hey, why don't you write comics? Hey, would you be interested in writing a comics? A lot of the indie companies will hit me up and just, they're questioning if I have one. You know, and I normally just say, I don't write comics. I don't have time for that. I don't, I don't do it. I was like, I think it'd be a fun video to make. Explain my overall experience. Um, yeah, but deep Moby got it. I have no strong feelings one way or the other on the Valiant changeover. So that's why I wasn't going to go into it. I was like, I won't paint Valiant in a bad picture because that was, I knew it was going to be their big concern. Yep. I just want to talk about the comic. And his response was, you wrote a comic? <laughs> he was like, oh, that's what's on that shelf. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was like, okay, let me explain. <laughs> so I explained the whole story right in the comic. And he goes, how would you feel if I looked into getting it published? And I told him straight out, I don't expect that to happen, but I don't need to make this video anytime soon. Right. So if you want to look into it, go right ahead. 
And that was the last I heard of it. <laughs> Until? Until about six months later, I get a message back from Greg. Hey, pandemic hit a huge amount of problems. Did you ever make that video? I'm like, no, I never made it. Honestly, COVID hit us too. So we've been doing a lot of like more, like really focused in on content at the time. And he's like, oh, well, what if I were to get it published? Oh, is that an option? <laughs> he's like, no, I wanted to get your hopes up. <laughs> <laughs> Sucker. And then hung up. No. And I was like, I mean, if that's an option, of course I'd rather do that than make a video about my comic that never got published. Right. <laughs> yeah. And he goes, okay, I'll get back to you. And like four months later, <laughs> I get another it call. It takes a while, guys. It yeah. takes a while. It takes a while. It does. And that's, that's more what I was getting at with this whole, now that I realized the whole process. And he gets back to me like four months later and he's like, okay, so it's going to be coming out in the back of a comic. I'm like, cool. And he goes, all right, so you want to work out a promotion plan? I'm like, I'll do a video or a podcast discussion. <laughs> I'll do some tweets. I'll put it in. I'll talk about it. We'll even put a video up for it. I'll, I'll utilize my platform. It's not a big deal. Mm -hmm. And he's like, all right, cool. Uh, we'll have them get a hold of you real soon. And we'll talk to you exact the plan, how it's getting released, what's going on. Nine months later, I get another. <laughs> I might be exaggerating these gaffes, but you get what I'm saying. Uh, I get a, I get a call from the editor and it's all being pushed out. It's all going well. Everything's going smooth. Uh, yes, we'll do the promotion program for it. We'll do all these kinds of things. And, the comic's good to go. Um, now it's officially coming out on March 10th. And if you're watching this and you really want to help me kind of make a potential writing career, because now I'm in the mindset to actually become a writer. Mm -hmm. Now I don't care what happens to comic story. Burn it down. <laughs> no, I'm don't kidding. Don't burn it down. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Please. <laughs> I like this job. But no, now I got a pretty stable uh, support group of people. Dan helping me actually run a lot of the behind the scenes stuff. Houston helped me run behind the scenes stuff. Andy's here now. Kevin, Dylan, like I have a whole team. So like, Comic story can still go without me being on it, mm. micromanaging it. Um, so you can pre-order it on Comixology or go to your local comic book store. They can pre-order it. Monday is the cutoff date for physical orders. I'm pretty sure you can still pre-order it digitally up until the last day. Um, it's issue 12 of Bloodshot. It comes out March 10th, and it's a four-page backup that I wrote out. Um, I, I want to remember the artist's name, and I can't. I remember it's just Rip. But he's got a longer name than Rip. <laughs> Rip Hunter. But it, the problem is, it's been so long since I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna officially get his name up now because he did an amazing job on this book. He right. Did. What, what Can were you, you guys? Not click on the screen. Apparently. It, apparently not. What is? He's looking up flights now. I, I don't <laughs> even know how he got there. I didn't know Google did that. Not Rip. See Rip Van Winkle, and that's not it. <laughs> he types in Rip. Rip comic know, book that's artist. Not gonna, oh yeah, them, that's not gonna come up good at all. All of them are rest in peace. Oh, yeah. oh man, I oh it's gonna. Well, pre-order it, and when you pre-order it, yeah, it'll be on the thing. In fact, I don't know why he didn't just look up comicsology. Why does it keep coming up, Maria Griever on Google? Mm, you're the one who searched him. You know what I just realized? I could just look up Bloodshot Twelve and see because me and him yeah. are both gonna be listed for it. It's, yeah. Oh, here's my interview that came out today, I think. No, this is Comic Watch. I don't know which one this one's for. Uh, I'm looking for the official name because I don't want to get it wrong now that I'm actually saying the full story. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, okay. See, it is Rip. R-Y-P. Everyone just calls him Rip. But that's why I'm... It's like Juan Jose Rip. All right. Okay. That's, but that's, I don't recognize the name, but I have seen the art and it does look really good. Yeah. So... 
But no, he did an amazing job. And that's why, I, I, and since this started, it was, we can get Rip to do the art. And I'm like, okay, Rip. I, I don't know Rip. <laughs> Rip Hunter? Yeah, it's a Rip what? Hunter. <laughs> so yeah, I'm actually listening on it. They asked if I'd prefer Benny or Comic Storian. That was an actual, the only thing that they've officially requested from me as Comic Storian, which I really appreciate them for doing because that was my big concern. They said, can you make a video on it? Podcast, Ta-da. community post, tweet. They're like, would you be, but they said that after they would already publish it, which I appreciate, but I also feel like that was definitely them going, hey. <laughs> we forgot to tell you. Yeah. Um, but the only official thing they asked after that was publishing it. Do I, they, do I mind if they use Comic Story for obvious reasons? And I was like, no, you can use Comic Story and don't, you don't need to put Benny Potter. Mm-hmm. If this becomes a thing, I'll transition away from Comic Story over time. Right. I'm fine with that. So, but yes, March 10th, issue, uh, issue 12 of Bloodshot. I'll give you a full recap. Um, they were saying that apparently the next story arc involves all the stuff I recapped, so it actually worked out very well. There you go. <laughs> Check it out. Yeah. Pre-order it now. Bloodshot 12. Juan Jose, why not JJ? Nah, I go by Rip. <laughs> JJ Rip. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. So, but yeah, it's awesome. I'm excited. Uh, I thought you guys might like to hear the full story of me getting to write a comic book. Um, and we thought podcasts would probably be a good spot for this because that's where people like to hear me rant and discuss stories and stuff. Exactly. So, all right. Well, let's end today's show talking about the Patreon shift. Yes, we're shifting Patreon. Thanks for watching, guys. Uh, please. So every year, Dan and I go through all the projects and we decide what needs corrections. Does Comic Story need a, a direction shift? Is there Are we taking hits on views? Does the gaming channel need to be dumped or just it officially was and I just do what I want on it now? But... Uh, do we? What do we need to do to the Twitches? What do we need to do? We go through and we evaluate everything to make sure that nothing is getting truly forgotten. Mm-hmm. And anybody uh, who has been on our Patreon knows that we have a lot of good intentions. and But it's surprisingly hard to get them done. Yeah, it's really hard to get things done on the Patreon. Yeah. Um, mostly because we have so much stuff already on our plate that the Patreon, sadly, unintentionally gets bumped to the back. Ideas like, oh, we'll do early videos three days late. I mean, three days early. Early videos after they already came out. You're but like welcome. videos that are three days early, yeah. as time goes on, turns into two days early and then mm. one day early. And now sometimes Kevin gets it to me the morning it's going live. Yeah. So I can't put it over, uh, over there. And yes, we can, like, oh, Kevin, get your shit together. Oh, yes, Dylan, go faster. But we're the problem that we have with Patreon is we are on such a tight rotation a cycle. That it just constantly gets dropped. Like we're constantly. Plus, we like, don't want to rush and ruin lower and the, the quality. And that's it quality. too. We, we don't want to give lower quality, but what that's turned into is no quality because we're not doing the stuff that we promised for Patreon. We do keep, which we do apologize. Yeah, we do apologize, yeah. and we feel bad about it, and that's why we always try to fix the Patreon. Um, because the point of the Patreon is we we need to do things that we can feasibly keep up with, mm-hmm. and we are proud to bring you guys. Because as much as I, I get these messages all the time and I super appreciate it, the people that are like, I don't care what you guys do, I'll Twitch sub. I don't care what you guys do, I'll give you Patreon. I'll, I'll do bits, I'll do this, I'll do whatever you guys want me to do to support you further, I will, even if I can't get my products. While we really appreciate that, that does not feel good for either of us. No. We're not those kind of guys. Guilt sets in. Yes. Tremendous guilt. So Crippling guilt. So what, this year, we've decided to do a system that we think we can keep up with, and we wanted to streamline it. So we looked at why people left the Patreon, because mm-hmm. normally we can leave an outro. And the big one this year was financial, which 
we completely get. Yeah. I mean, Corona messed with us. Honestly, if you kept giving us money when you needed it, I would have felt even worse. Yeah. And we appreciate everyone who stuck around with us. We do. Um, But we expect no one to literally put themselves in in a hole to help us out. That's not what we're expecting at all. Yeah. But we wanted to make a system on the Patreon that we feel would be streamlined. And it was more obvious that there's a there's a clear path of chat, chatting with me, Dan, Andy, whoever you guys want to talk to, because if that's the, the second issue was fine. First issue was finance. The second issue was I thought I would get to talk to the creator more. And I've always said, you can reach out to me on Discord. I'll chat with you. You know, you can reach out to me in the Discord channels. I'll chat with you. The only thing I don't do is like one-on-one voice chats or accept random people's Discord invites, which if you're one of those people. Now you see why I didn't answer you. Anyway, <laughs> I do get those. I'm going to phone yeah. blow up and I'm like, who the hell is Fuzzy Kitty 29? <laughs> you were, you started something. You're like, oh crap, I have to keep this PG-13. Uh... <laughs> so this time around, the biggest one that we always are very neglectful on and the people who've stayed with us this whole time, we super appreciate have been what we call the thank you videos. It became more of a pen pal system where I would create a video talking about everything that people would send me. But as time went on, it just got harder and harder to properly do that. And keep in mind, I did constantly put it on the schedule for us to do, but because of everything else that we did, it made it even harder because it was like, we don't want to give you something that's us going. Oh, exactly. And so what, what ended up happening is like, oh, we had a six day work day, uh, six hour work day. And we had to go hard with the energy and everything like that. Cause you got to think with our jobs, I'm not complaining about our jobs at all, but to stay energetic for four hours and constantly talk and then constantly go do other things and then take meeting calls and go into ad. It's just a lot of energy to put in. Yeah. So while we're fine, we continue working. You don't want a, a thank you video where it's like, Ugh. so anyway, guys, I'm really tired from today. Uh, geek is one of our uh, thank you tier people for the longest time. I think, I believe she is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I thought. And she'll, she knows that I, I, I think I'm, we normally try to give her the ones where I'm already exhausted because they're all the way off the wall. <laughs> She loves them. Whoever, whoever the last couple of thank you videos people were always the ones where I'm like, I'm out of energy and I'm pushing through. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Um, so we wanted to revamp the Patreons. What we're getting at here, and the Patreons going to have three official tiers now. Yes. Okay. Uh, two dollar tier is going to be everything you're currently getting for the most part. It's called the support historian. Yeah, it's. Early access to videos when they're done on time. Because sometimes we do get them a week early or it gets bumped out, but it's super early. So you get it early. Also, ad-free videos. It's funny because Dan and I were looking at possibilities and like other people like to do ad-free videos. And I'm like, well, I, I mean, I guess we could, but no one's ever complained about it. And then I hit him up like an hour later. You know, we're already doing that. Yeah. We just never promote it. Yeah. <laughs> so they're ad-free. Yeah. The Patreon ones are all ad-free because they're dumped onto a Patreon channel so that we can freely put them up there without an issue. Mm. There's no monetization on that channel because <laughs> it's just a dump channel. You're welcome. <laughs> but yes, that, that will be the new tier one. Yeah. Tier. So early access, ad-free versions of the videos, which now gives me a reason to put them up even if they've already hit the main channel because, oh, it's ad-free. Yeah, you want that version over there. Yeah. Uh, unedited versions of the podcast, early access to the podcast. The podcasts are going to include Absolute Comics, Comics Experiment, Three Beers and a Conspiracy. And um, they're done. For the record, when when these do occur, 
Yeah, we're going to get... The, Just so you know. Uh, and the D&D game. I think there's only four that are listed on there. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, and access to the Patreon Q&A show that's going to be starting to film here as well. Uh, tier t- The $10 tier, which is the only other tier, um, is going to have the access... the other tiers. Huh? As tier two of okay. three. He's right. So anyway, $10 anyway, tier $10 is tier. going to have access to the Discord channel. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to move it up to the $10. And we're going to weekly discuss on that Discord channel what topics you guys think we should do. Now, it's it's a community discussion. It's not like one person gets to come out and say, oh, this is what I want you to do. Mm-hmm. But we're going to start letting Discord decide, or the Patreon and Discord, like the way that, because it's the Patreon channel on Discord. Yep. The $10 tier decide what videos you guys want. So it like twice a month is what we're aiming for right now. Um, we're going to do a Q&A show and the $10 mm-hmm. tier can ask the questions and then we will film it and the $2 tier can watch. Um, the $10 tier will also help us decide our topics for a comics experiment. Mm-hmm. And uh, two complete stories a, a month will be decided on by the Patreon community. So for people who are like, Benny, I really want you to do X-Men, God loves, man kills, or man loves, God kills, whatever. It's the old X-Men story. God loves, man kills? Yeah, I think, that, I think it's I think, God I think loves, think man kills. Yeah. Like I really want you to do Dark Phoenix. I really want you to do this obscure random indie. This is your chance to get it in the rotation by having it voted on by the community. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are the biggest things that we're putting into the $10 tier. Uh, what else is on the $10 tier, Dan? Do you remember? Uh, you will also get your name in the credits after every single yes. video. And then we are also going to work on a credit scene for the end of each of the streams. Yes. So that you guys will be thanked there as well. Because we do really appreciate all of your guys' support. Yes. Yeah, so the credit scroll is going to have a lot more people on it now. Um, everybody at everything under the $10 tier, basically between 2 and 10 right now, it's just going to get kind of get grandfathered up to 10 The only thing you got to keep in mind is you're not officially grandfathered by Patreon standards. So we're going it's to do a weird situation. Yes. So we're going to do what we can, we'll such as honoring the discord, honoring the current stuff. Yes. All that kinds of things. Uh, all of that is going to be rolled up. Hopefully we're going to do our best with that. But uh, obviously, I mean, but we're not forcing anyone to switch tiers is what I'm getting at. Yes. Um, all the tiers up are going to get bumped down to 10. So basically if you are on a higher tier, which I don't think very many people were, because for the most part we had everyone on like a $5 tier and then a $55 tier. Something like that. That's yeah. pretty much where everyone fell with us. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the $55 tier is going to remain. Uh, Patreon's handling all the merch now. That's why the box it's is called ended. our yay merch tier. Yes. Uh, basically the $55 tier is going to have everything below, but it's also going to have the merch, which is mugs, t-shirts, Patreon will handle it every three months that you're subscribed to that tier. They send out the latest stuff and we have Joe, our artist working on new designs that you can only get through there. And the best part is we don't have to fight with copyright because they just print whatever we sent. <laughs> don't they? No, they argue. Ah! <laughs> Sorry. Well, we'll still try. <laughs> we try. The best one is but the yes. Silverton shirt got kicked back. I was telling him the story, two seconds. The Silverton shirt that is on the YouTube channel, designed by humans, kicked back our sign that says, Welcome to Silverton. It's a trap for copyright. Because, you know, we're the creators. But anyway, that's beside <laughs> the point. That's all the changes that we're going to be doing to the Patreon. Uh, they will be coming in soon. Uh, there is, there t- is still the option for the record to, like, if you're like, Well, I can't do the 55, but I still want to give like 25. 
Patreon does still allow that kind of stuff as well. Yeah. Um, so all these changes we're the- hoping to have up within the next day or two. Um, and then the Discord will pop off and we'll have everyone in there. We'll start discussing the new topics. It's pretty empty right now in the Patreon room. So I really want to kind of build it back up, make it more active. Mm-hmm. So if, you have, if you've been at a $5 or higher tier, that is going on there. There's two other things I want to mention that involve the Patreon. I get requested for a while. Hey, where's Mongastorian? You guys said you're going to put up Mongastorian. Uh, we can't. No, the it, well, it's it's not that. They're, all the berserk is up. The problem is, and I finally got the full explanation from Kevin, because I honestly just thought Kevin was being lazy. Well, so we did the Mongastorian thing. and I don't want to say lazy. The first six months we launched it, Kevin got diagnosed with cancer and dealt with that. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it kind of took priority. Yeah, it kind of took priority. But once that was over, then the pandemic was in full swing. And I thought Kevin was kind of being lazy about it. But he gave me the full story. Everything is on an external drive back at home. He's moved here. He lives here now. And it's all back in Michigan where he came from. Mm-hmm. And he can't get anyone to send him the drive. So like every couple of weeks I hit him up and I'm like, dude, where's Mongastorian? We've literally got people waiting. He's like, Jamie hasn't sent me the drive. And I'm like, Jamie. <laughs> I didn't want to call him out, but it's him. No one knows who that is. So it's no. kind of like whatever. Um, and I'm like, oh, okay, fine. And no, he's just not sending the drive. So we, we only have Berserk here in, in Colorado. <laughs> yeah. Because we can't manually download them from the Mongastorian channel because it was deleted. So it's the only thing we have is the backups, which are not in Colorado. That's yeah. so that's what it, that's why what you guys have is what we have, and we're trying to get the rest of it over here. We're hoping to have that fixed, but we're going to remove it as an official reward or at least list why this has been a problem up to this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the only other thing is is going to be a crazy expensive tier. It's not intended for any general fan. We get asked on a regular basis, "Can you cover my random indie book?" So Dan and I sat down and said. What we should do is so the books that we're not willing to do on our own, if people want to buy a slot, that and that's basically what it is. It's mm-hmm. just a cheap way to get sponsorship on the channel. If you've got an indie book you want out there kind of a situation. We're still going to have guidelines. Like we still have to approve it. We still have to fall within our family friendly guidelines, all that kind of stuff. But that's, so those, you're going to see both of those on there as well. Yeah. But, but yeah, that's pretty that's much it. Pretty much it. Yeah. But yeah, thank you guys so much for watching this episode of Comics Experiment. It is supported by our Patreons. Ah, Patreon.com slash Comics Story. And you just heard about all the different tiers. And we're hoping to have it up today or tomorrow. Yes. So if you are watching this on Saturday, please consider going and supporting the channel and helping decide the future of Comic Storian as we move on to different projects Indeed. and you help us keep track of what's happening here. Indeed. And also check out our other sponsors, G Fuel. Use code COMICS at checkout. Save 10%. And Honey. Go to joinhoney.com slash experiment. Get Honey for free and save a bunch of money when shopping online. Thank you guys so much. Wait, you forgot about our other sponsor. Short wooden barmaid. Thanks for watching, guys. We'll see you next time.